Juggling Podcast number 37. This week's topic is a rough guide to the history of juggling on the internet. It's Juggling <laughs> Podcast 37. Let's start again. Let's crap. No, I, I always say the number. No, but the point is last week I said the, the introduction to the, the podcast was the same each week and it was getting boring. So this is my attempt to sort of liven okay. things up a bit. Okay. Hello and welcome then. Uh, I'm Luke Boage. And I'm Paula Brentley. Yeah, it's sort of going back into the familiar groove again, aren't we? Yeah, cool. Okay, okay so we should start... Um, my name is Paula Brentle, and next to me is Luke Burridge, and and we're in Berlin. Is what we normally say oh at this yeah, point. Oh yeah, we are well. in Berlin. This week we're going to be talking about the history of juggling on the internet, sort of a rough guide to all of that kind of thing. Hopefully, uh, the thing is, it depending it because I've got quite a lot of notes on this uh, subject. So depending on how much. I've got. I might split this into two parts, but hopefully. Shall I tell you my rules? What's that? No, not you. The what? people who are listening. Okay. My rule is, if I get tired and have to yawn, I have to put the microphone away so that you can't hear. Exactly. And to stop polar <laughs> yawning, I might be splitting this into two podcasts. This topic, but hopefully, I'll get through it all quite quickly. Um, but I have seemed to, have, when I started researching this topic, the history of juggling on this net, I seem to make lots more notes than I thought I was going to make, because there's so much interesting stuff there. So let's get to some news. First of all, Paul and I, we've got a new website, because we're going to be talking about internet. So our new website is now lukeandpola.com. Woohoo! And uh, at the moment, there's just some cool pictures of there. And it's going to be our main sort of like show together kind of art of juggling website, which is good. LukeBowage.com will still be there and PolarBrendler.com will still be there. But they're sort of mainly focusing on our individual endeavors and careers, whereas the, the uh, Luke and Polar is our common website which looks quite snazzy yeah, at the moment because we are a couple and we have a flat together i know stuff. it's great so, so that's we good we have our web page together now a- and also today where will that lead to what the new website kids i don't know marriage i don't know Blah. Uh, also today I went out and bought a new camera which I'm really excited about I got it a we, Canon we got EOS it for both of yes, us yes but I went actually and paid for it and bought it so uh, no you didn't pay for it you well, paid from it <laughs> okay well, you paid it from our account well I paid it from my own account but it is going to be for yeah, both of us yeah just because you didn't know your number I know I don't know the number <gasps> on our joint account card but uh, yeah so that's that's cool a new Canon a digital SLR camera which is uh, very, very snazzy so hopefully we'll be getting some good things on that Paula's also been working a lot on her art work she's put uh, pictures up in a shop around the corner which is looking pretty cool and you can tell Polis gets really inspired because she starts about 15 projects new art projects every single week and finishes about two of them a week that's not true it's more okay you started quite a lot of them recently but hey two art projects a week is a lot i know it's really cool and i clean my atelier every day i know it's really good you should do the same with your juggling space well normally i do it's just that at the moment we've got a, a laptop in there to uh uh, you know, so we've got internet access. So this internet. is actually we're recording this on a different computer. So we're recording um, a podcast about the history of juggling on the internet on a computer that has no internet access because it doesn't have a Wi-Fi card in it and it's not in the right place in the apartment to pick up the Wi-Fi. Anyway, let's move on. This weekend, coming up, news soap show the variety show here in berlin at the chameleon we're going to see that next thursday we have our free tickets all lined up and um, so we'll do a review of that next week and also sofa variety 
um, which is the one of the open stage shows that runs twice a month or two nights a month at the beginning of each month here in Berlin. We're going to go and see that, and I'm really excited to see Priam, the um, the tallest and sexiest member of the <sighs> Mad French Posse. Why did I know you would say that? I don't know because that's that's just his introduction, isn't it? So we're going to go. <laughs> he'll be in that. Um, he'll be in that to show. So we'll do a, re- a quick review of that because lots of people liked the uh, the the Catacomben open stage show review that we did. So maybe we'll do another show, a review of the show here in Berlin. Of the so- uh, soap variety? Of I don't soap. think so. Of soap. Oh, of soap. Yeah. I thought of the soap variety and I said no. No, no, I mean of the soap. Do that. Uh, another thing, because we were talking about uh, internet and uh, the history of internet and juggling, I'm going to bring the juggling podcast up to the present because, you know, I've been saying how the website, I'm never updating it, never putting links on there, never putting uh, pictures on there like everybody wants. What I've done instead is sign up to Facebook, which is the uh, social networking site online, and I've got myself an account there. So you can join Polar's making vomit actions and stuff. <laughs> What's all this? Um, so you can add me as a friend, Luke Burridge. Uh, you can find me on there. And if you're a juggler and you want to add me, go for it. Um, also, there's a group called... Oh, Polar, stop it. Also, there's a group called... <laughs> I can't breathe, Polar. Uh, let's okay. Let's get the tone of the podcast back up again. There's also a, a group on the on Facebook called Juggling Podcast with Luke and Polar, and it's there that I'll be posting lots of photos from the so podcast. So I have some kind of Facebook. You don't. Page. You don't. Oh, when it's of Luke and Polar. That's just the name of the group. You, mm-hmm. But you're you're not my friend yet on Facebook. <laughs> Um, so there'll be links there from today's show, loads of links and post pictures that we've always wanted to put up there as well. So, uh, so that's cool. Oh, of the of the people we interviewed. Yeah, so I'm going to put oh, them up there that. and put lists of, of people that. that already, no, I haven't done it already. Um, I'm, Can there's I use only... your account? I don't want to have a crappy account at Facebook. Maybe, maybe I'll see if I can uh, put you on there as well. But uh, but that's good. Facebooks. I, I joined up and I've got like eighty friends already. And I've put the juggling podcast group on. Invited some people. And about twenty people have joined already for the group. There, people so like you. It's good, isn't it? So last week, I think it was just last week. It seems longer ago than just last week. But we were talking about the five through one festival and that the plan for that Maxim's plan. Um, like he was to going to do a, a convention every eight months, and I was looking at the schedules of this podcast, and it seems like we've been doing one every eight days. It's been a weekly podcast, but we've been doing it one day later each week because about five or six weeks ago we did it on a Thursday, lo- uploaded on a Thursday. Then the next week it was a Friday, next week a Saturday, next week Sunday, next week Monday, then Tuesday. I think this week we could, should have been a Wednesday, but now it's Thursday that we're actually recording this. But that was so a, we are late. We are late. Sorry, one day late on our eight day podcast uploading schedule but uh, there you go also let's just get to some emails and feedback and things like that because we we've been saying for the past few weeks that we're going to actually talk to talk about some of this emails and feedback and uh, we'll pick out some interesting stuff first of all the competition prize winners from the dvd competition um i'm going to send out those prizes soon one person's won the space juggling dvd featuring lots of chilean jugglers i haven't actually watched that dvd yet because i've been waiting to watch it with polo and we've not had a chance to sit down and watch we it we had a hundred chance but we've always been having different and uh, and you know other DVDs to watch. Also, Juggle Doll, which is uh, from the Peapot Juggling Video Company of um, Sakari, and the other person will be uh, either getting the Rootberry DVD nope. or nope, Polar wants to keep that one. Yeah. Okay, so maybe the UFO DVD that I've got, or maybe a convention DVD because I've got quite a lot of them. So I'll be putting together those three packages and sending them out at some time. So let's get onto some email and feedback here. 
first up, which which is a great one from a guy called Mark Watson. He says, I've been a dedicated listener of your podcast for just over six months, and I have to say it's been a really great resource for me. I'm a teenage juggler in Lincolnshire, England, not for, from where you came from, Luke. I'm not sure about that, but uh, Lincolnshire is probably quite near Yorkshire. He says, I don't have any r- good jugglers living in my area. I had to teach myself pretty much all that I know about juggling, but you're recently podcasts have really helped and he talks about how he doesn't actually have a lot of contact with the juggling world and that the podcasts are, are his lifeline to it and we actually get quite I, a lot of emails yeah, no, like I this. I really like that through our um, podcast he yeah. knows a lot about conventions now because yeah. he's never been to one Yeah, and that he could convince his dad to go or to let him go to the BJC next year. Yeah, which isn't too far, is it? I think that is really cool. Yeah, Lincoln and Doncaster aren't too far away, I don't think. So, yeah, it's great that we can actually have some effect on these people's lives and be the resource that the parents can maybe listen to as well and uh, realise what's shouldn't. happening there. Um, <laughs> yeah, also, in, when we were actually talking through the um, the videos, that uh, the video ideas that were sent in for the competition, somebody, uh, actually, Wes Peden, he sent in a, an idea for a video of, of Gatto and Garfield in a boxing match in Poland mentioned that they should have balls painted like fists and they throw fists at each other and I was just like that makes no sense at all but actually it's been done before because Alan sent us an email with some with some photos of this festival that he went to in Germany and there was this uh, installation called 99 fists and this guy carved lots of fists 99 of them in fact into um, lots of bits of wood and there were some which were juggling club size they actually threw fists at each other that was sort of ju- carved onto juggling clubs and he sent us some pictures uh, there so maybe I'll put some links on the... No, you uh, can't really see something on the pictures. You can't really see them but it, it convinced me enough that those red things that they were actually juggling could have been could have been fists. So that was uh, quite an interesting thing. Um, Mike uh, Mikey, he sent us another like uh, thing about the, um, the 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 competition that we did, the uh, continuation of the Vision Bot series competition and he says, how about Wes Peden using found objects in Ikea? And I thought it was a, a really great, uh, really great idea. But it's actually been done before. Jay Gilligan mentioned it on his blog site because he did a, a show An in advert, IKEA, didn't he? No, it was a, a touring shows lots of IKEA um, stores, and he was doing and he was juggling only things that they could find in IKEA. So the the exact thing that Mike Armstrong was talking about has been done before, but by Jay Gilligan. So we'll put a link to that story on uh, Jay's blog. Here's another one. For oh no, this is a really strange one because we actually uh, talked a lot about the uh, videos from that one guy who I can't actually remember his name, but he did win and he sent us loads of things about leaks and girls from YouTube and lots of other stuff and all these jokes about George Michael. Yeah, and then he and he things. wrote a whole big long email yeah. explaining his jokes yeah. because we didn't get them. The problem is we still we didn't still get have them. No Both idea of us what he's talking didn't about. Get them. But did you actually check the MySpace or the YouTube nope. videos? Okay, I didn't. didn't, didn't Maybe then we would understand. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were on the internet so much. How I know, but I don't have, have this no email. About I, I have no idea about hmm. YouTube videos and stuff like that. Well, I do, but not about fish and emo girls and stuff like that. Whatever it was. Anyway, Maybe finally, we could send that, put that email on your Facebook thing. Yeah, that the I'll people put those can links. Find out can find out themselves. What, I think that would be funny. What, Let's they're, do that. Uh, what they're talking about. Okay, and finally, this is a really cool thing that Quinn Spiker, who was another one of the um, podcast competi- uh, the video competition winners, isn't it? Spicker. Spicker. Spiker. Spicker. I think so. Maybe I, I wrote it down wrong. Um, but uh, he actually said, uh, I was curious as to what the fish was in Audacity. So I downloaded the program, and I must say, I still don't have a clue what you were talking about, because often we're, we're just sitting here talking, and we suddenly go, it's a fish, it's a fish, and we get all excited about seeing a fish. And he didn't have any idea what 
he was talking about. But um, just as a as a, a clue to Quinn, uh, a fish is the sh- a shape that you can make if you say something uh, which has the shape in the audio There's file. One. Where? Oh yeah, there. So about. Um, oh, I can't give the give the time here, but what you should do, Quinn, is actually download Audacity. You've got it already. Fifteen Open... minutes, fifteen seconds. Yes, but that's that's with all the fun oh, the yeah, start true. as well. But so what you should do is, um, uh, yeah, download Audacity, then open this file, import this file into Audacity, and you can see a shape, and the shape is made up of these blue squiggly lines, and in them you can find designs of a fish. So uh, what we're going to do for our next competition is what we want you to do is record your some a noise with your mouth. In audacity. No, it doesn't have to be a mouth. You can also fart or something. Okay, well, whatever. Okay, record fish. using yeah. your body. Record Feed a, a fish, sound. <laughs> record a sound which makes a fish-shaped, um, fish-shaped. Another yeah, there was a good fish there. Uh, another sort of fish-shaped uh, view on audacity, and then send us a little clip, it's like a one-second mating fish. There, um, only people who have audacity open and looking at this as it's playing will understand what we're talking about here. Yeah, so send us a file, a two-second file of a sound which looks like a fish on audacity, and you will and win. And don't Photoshop it. No, we don't can Photoshop. See that. Yeah, because it will can see the sound. You see, that's what we're looking at here. So uh, send us it, and you'll win. Um, I don't know. We'll come up with a great prize, but it's going to be good. Yeah, we'll, we'll send, send you. A fish. We'll send you a fish. We'll we'll think of something really. We'll good. sign a fish each and send you a signed fish uh, with with juggling podcast farted. stamped on. Yeah, that we farted on as well. Anyway, Not let's on. let's pull this podcast <laughs> back up into the realms of acceptability and decency again, and move on to the main topic because we've waffled on for far too long about emails. It's and about stuff. aquariums today. Yes, aquariums. So let's move on now to uh, the history of jo- oh, Polar. Stop it! Stop with the hand movements, motions. So let's move on now to the main section of the podcast, which is, of course, about the history of juggling on the internet. This is how I've seen the internet from my point of view, from the way that I look at it. And it's actually quite strange that we're recording this podcast now um, on the 1st of November. Because actually Why is today, that? Because today is the 16th anniversary of the creation of Rec.Juggling, one of the most enduring online resources for jugglers. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's so clever. Even the second time yeah, that I've told you. Yeah, we are always so in time. <laughs> so um, there we go. So let's just move on to it. And like I say, I'm not an expert of history. It's just my point of view. I've been online now for 10 years. Are you really? On the history of the internet? Yeah. Okay. But I'll let you talk. <gasps> Baby what? fish. So what there was before the World Wide Web, there was lots of different networks of old computers, and they some of them were compatible with each other. I don't really know much about this. Email was about, and a thing called BitNet, uh, which was like the way that you could send messages to different computers, because there was no such thing as pictures online or anything like that, because there was no internet. There was no way of looking around pages. So it was all pretty much internet, email, and BitNet. And BitNet was, I think, IBM mainframes and how they talked to each other. And around about 1990, there was only about 4 million people had access to any kind of internet at all. 4 million people. Doesn't sound like a lot, does it? No. But uh, there's probably that many people online now in Berlin. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, maybe. But of course, not that many computers. Three three million people. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe I got that. Maybe two people have. A few people have two internet lines. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But that's not. No, that's not how many internet lines there. That's how many people had access to a computer. So each university might only have a few computers. Um, connected to their mainframe or something like that, but whole whole classes and whole um, like staff could access just a couple of computers. So there wasn't that many computers. So it was all done by email, and uh, and one of the main things that people could do was set up an email list. You email one person, and everyone got the email. 
you, but you had to sign up for it and things like that. But it was a very clever system. And um, in August or September, I think it was um, August, uh, there was a juggle server list set up. So it was like a, a list serve, which is just means it, you know, people, everyone signs up to this. Uh, you send an email, everybody gets it. Seems like something really basic now. Uh, and of course, it was probably basic back in the 1980s because it's been going around for a long time. Anyway, this was set up. This juggling list serve was set up by a man named um, Phil Paxton. And um, I actually looked back through some of the archives here and guess what the uh, first. Uh, message was to it, which wasn't a test message. A guy called Kevin Hawkins, September 8th of September 1990, says, I love to juggle. Please send me information about your group or what you do. I would appreciate it very much. And as far as I can tell, Kevin Hawkins never got a reply. I don't know why, but he was the first person ever to he send... He never got a reply. He never got a reply because there was nobody joining this group so far. There was just the guy called Phil Paxton. And about the next 10 messages of Phil Paxton going, Hello, Hello, it's like the first person with the first fax machine. Who did they send the fax to? It's like that kind of thing. If you're yeah. the only person online joined up to any kind of juggling group. And so, yeah, there's a lot of messages by Phil Paxton asking about different subjects and nobody replying. Uh, actually, the second message was from a female, um, which you don't get that many, even even these days online on these discussion forums. But uh, as, a, as a, a woman or girl, I don't know, I guess... Uh, um, just one associated. day later yeah it was the next day because it's been set up and this was it just says that 9th of September 1990 it says juggle till you bleed guys and that's, that's about a, it that's a so, bit strange isn't it yeah it is a bit strange but anyway I looked through some of the early topics about the first uh, well, I didn't look at all of them but I checked through and pretty much the topics of discussion are the same as they are now online there's lots of convention reviews and sort of bits of news and talking about how to juggle and uh, one of the first messages, 13th of September, just a few days later, was by a man named Ed Carstens. And he talks about the IGA convention in 1990. And he actually mentions this because Saturday Night Show was the highlight of the festival. This cascade of star shows included big names like Chris Cremo, Dan Menendez, the Raspini brothers. He says another juggler should, should be noted for his in innovative contact juggling is Michael Menace. Michael Menace is on par with Michael Motion as far as I can tell. He does some theoretically impossible stuff and you know that video that I have of the IJA festival 1990 and Michael Menace that whole like 15 minute section of him jamming in the gym I've shown you it a few times I'm sure and anyway, one of my favourite pieces of uh, videos sure. I have shown you it before who's Michael Menace Michael Menace is um, the guy who Victor Key juggles like and he does that the, three ball stripey routine thing. stripey, stripey yeah, yeah, trouser okay. guy but I always just saw the act I never oh, saw okay. him in well, the gym anyway so Michael Michael Motion uh, was getting a, a mention who's Michael Motion then? Michael Motion's the guy with the triangle and who invented contact juggling with crystals okay. or so he yeah, says yeah. so anyway Michael Motion um, it was always a big topic of discussion especially when lots of new people came online and found Vec Juggling. they would always post all the way through the 1990s they would always post oh you see that guy in the labyrinth doing the rolling balls and stuff like that David Bowie in the labyrinth was always a big topic of discussion. Um, so yeah, and lots of lots of people who were talking on there. I actually noticed some names who who post on there, who still post today and still do this. Um, one of the within the first fifty messages, there was a post about SiteSwap by Bruce Timon, who was one of the guys who developed it, otherwise known as Boppo. And it was a workshop on SiteSwap, and there was an animator that they developed, um, him and uh, Bengt Magnuson. Uh, which was interesting. Also, Ed Carstens, who actually wrote that message about the IGA, he developed Juggle Pro, which is another program, and Multi-Hand Notation, which is a, um, a SiteSwap kind of extension, which is still used today. So it really went to show that SiteSwap is really easy to talk about online because nobody was talking about how do you do a back cross because it's really difficult because it's like, okay, you do a back cross, you throw here, you catch here. It's actually quite hard to type out a lot of text online with your keyboard to, type, to like discuss 
juggling in this way. It's quite difficult. But as soon as people knew what a side swap was, it's like, oh, side swap, here's another pattern. Oh, side swap, here's another pattern. And it takes three keystrokes like this. Um, and there you have a site swap just typed out. And to do um, to talk about uh, back crosses didn't, and stuff like that is back crosses. Dun, didn't dun, dun. flow and Jochen do their kind of thingy now. Yeah, that that's even now people are posting about site swap simulators and generators. It. Yeah, we will do. Maybe not today, but uh, we'll get maybe onto we that can in interview them about it. And maybe we could. Yeah. I would like that. Yeah, except that we've been trying I to get an interview with Jochen for ages about get the shoe. So yeah, we'll but we see. know Flo would be up for it. Yeah. And Jochen is the person who would go with it if yeah. there would be another person. So yeah. there's no problem Let's about do it. that then. Let's do that. We'll get them. We'll or we'll just get Flo. Yeah, could do. Anyway, another post on, on this listserv was by again by Phil Paxton. 3rd of December 1990. Speaking of records, is this is something I want to sound out on, on the list and check for interest. Is it possible to put a file out on listserv along the lines of juggling records and develop categories and then keep the latest known record on there so then anyone who's interested in juggling records can find this? And this has actually been developed in various different forms over the years. Record databases online. You think it's so simple now. It's like, oh yeah, of course, a list of records online but back then there was no such thing as the World Wide Web that you could just click through easily or because everything was text-based. So having a list of records kept in one place for anyone who went on the internet or anyone who, who joined up with these lists to find it. So maybe that's the first recorded internet record database. The thing is, this is 1990, and back in 1990 I had an Amstrad 464, maybe a Spectrum ZX or some other crap computer. And uh, I knew it was possible that you could get a modem for that kind of computer, but I had no idea that if I got a modem, what I could use it for. Because, like I said, there's no such thing as websites. You could download files, but over sort of like a, a, a zero bit per minute, sort of one bit per hour internet connection. Not like the uh, wireless connection that we've got now, which we can get down chunks and chunks of files straight away. So I knew there was a thing called these lists and bulletin boards, but I didn't actually know what they were found there so anything like that so anyway listserv went on and so uh, yeah next up about a year later november um 12th 1991 like i say almost exactly 16 years ago the the usenet group uh, was brought up now the usenet group is something slightly different than an email list uh, because it was like you could post it post a, a message and it wasn't just available to the people that you sent it to it was available for anybody to see so you didn't actually have to subscribe but i'm not entirely sure about the technology about it but it's uh, uh usenet is it had been around for like i think since the 19 1979 or 1980 but that had been around for ages anyway you had to set one up you couldn't just anyone couldn't just do it it had to be set up on university servers because as far as i can tell all all of the people discussing on this listserv were people in American universities and maybe some Australian and British universities and things. So uh, so there we go. Anyway, they, there was a charter set up for rec.juggling on Usenet, and it was um, rec.juggling is a forum for the discussion of juggling, patterns, equipment, events, etc., and other topics of interest to jugglers, unicycling, balancing, etc. It's an unmoderated and fully gatewayed with juggling listserv list. The juggling list currently averages, check this out, Five to ten messages per day and has over 300 readers. 
So just imagine being online. That was all the discussion online. Five to ten messages per day. At the moment, there's like 50, 60 messages per day. Yeah, but um, they didn't get better or something. No, the quality or hasn't gone up. The quality hasn't gone up. That's why nowadays I, I look at sort of like three or four uh, I e- would prefer topics. five to ten. It's easier yeah, to quickly I would. check what is But again, even I looked at the 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 um, the like the, the standard of discussion back then. It hasn't gone up at all. It hasn't gone down either. And um, so there we go. Rec.juggling was created. Now, what they actually had to do is get a like a um, a survey, not survey, like a something that you set up. You send it out, and you have to get so many people to vote for the rec juggling to be set up. And they needed over a hundred yes votes. And I had a look at some of the people who voted yes back then. Some of them still post to rec juggling these days. Um, Sixteen mm-hmm. years later, one guy, Steve Ragatz, I think he was uh, on the list serve as well, and lots of he these must people. Be quite old now. Um, well, no, because if you're in, it, it's only 16 years ago. So if you're at college there, it could be like 35 or oh, something okay. like that. I don't know how old people are who were who were chatting back then. Um, but anyway, I would look back at some of the posts that were there. But I, I've done this already back in 2001 on like the 10th anniversary of the um, of the listserv. Uh, no, of of rec dot juggling. I uh, I posted to rec dot juggling. I look quite a long post called how we used to rec dot juggle. It's actually one of my favorite posts to rec dot juggling that I've ever made. And it featured William Williamson, who was one of my uh, fictional TV presenter characters, who also did the um, top 40 poll. You know, it was just a way of writing about a subject as like a fake TV script. Um, Anyway, so I took 10 posts from 10 years, which are about site swaps and records and the IJA and Diablo and Michael Motion, of course, and contact juggling. And um, talking about them were fictitious comments by people who talked on Rec.Juggling, regular contributors like Alan Morgan and Rob Stone and myself, and also some big names in the juggling world like uh, Anthony Gatto and Jason Garfield and Donald Grant and uh, Stephen Wittis at the at the time. He was a um, a character on Red Dot Juggling. He just sat there with his fingers in his ears. And at the end of it, Jason Garfield managed to set himself on fire just to prove how hard he was. Anyway, but this this if you, I'll put a link what? up on. It's just a, it was a fantasy kind of storyline, a fantasy um, television program script, and that went all the way through, presented by William Williamson and. Um, but uh, yeah, but over the years there have actually been lots of really interesting characters who have posted to Rec Dot Juggling. I'll just go through some of the most memorable ones for me. When I first had a look at Rec Dot Juggling, it must have been back in 1997 when I first had regular in- internet access when I got to college, college. There was a guy called Dick Franco and he was posting files which were picture files onto a text news group, which doesn't sound too bad these days because if you download a, a picture, it takes what, like quarter of a second or something to download a large file anyway he was posting these and it would take maybe half an hour to download a single jpeg or gif (laughs) file or something like that but you couldn't pause it because if you stopped it would stop all of it because i can remember doing this myself so you'd have to sit there for half an hour and don't download one message and all the other 50 messages for that day would take like three and a half seconds to download and then half an hour just to download dick franco's holiday snaps um, which was very very annoying Uh, another character bolero bill who um, spammed a bit i think he died the other year though um nigel j green which was a, an invented character which was actually a fake character and he wound up the entire um wreck dot juggling he was he was the right bastard he was actually known as a bastard and uh, he was me um he was a character created by me and that was quite interesting uh so what it was it was just a whole fake thing. he actually only ever posted about 12 or 13 uh, messages to wreck dot juggling and got everybody talking about him loads of people were actually talking about him at juggling conventions across the uk saying who's nigel green he can do seven clubs and all that kind of stuff it didn't exist at all um 
There's a guy called Dave Bostock. So you must have been really bored before you found well, me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a long story. I'm, I'm not going to tell the now. story of and, Nigel and true, Green. I'm real, you know. Yeah, I know. For the people who haven't seen me yet, I'm real. I know. But anyway, Nigel J. Green, Am just look on, look about, just type in Nigel J. Green and see what kind of character it was and how much people were talking about it because it was very funny. It was back in like, about 2001. There's a guy called Dave Bostock. I who, just have a great idea. Sorry for up? interrupting you. What? But next time when I'm in Aachen, you yeah. could do a ventriloquist. Quist. A ventriloquist act. Podcast. All oh, right. So I do your voice as well. Yeah. Okay. I reckon I could do that. We could do that next week. I will be, will be okay. in Aachen. Okay. You will be in Aachen next, next week. week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, let's just get through this. Uh, Dave Bostock, um, which was very funny. He typed in a, a, a thread called Miami Florida Cheese Festival. And then a guy called Yuano, we know you in, um, he wrote back with a funny pl- reply saying, oh, Dave Bostock, I thought your name was Dave Buttock. And Dave Bostock then went on to be a massive like uh, troll, as they're called, on the uh, online world. He just started arguments and kept on going, kept posting so much. Um, and in the end, he got disconnected by his internet service provider um, because he started threatening people with violence with his gun on rec.juggling and people complained about that to his service provider and he got he got banned from the internet or something. I don't know exactly how it, it did. So there's loads of really interesting uh, characters that have posted, but some very useful characters. Hey, check this out. Here's the top 10 posters to rec.juggling of all that time. That mean? It's how many times someone has posted. So Scott Kurland, 1,152 posts he's made he's at number 10 next up nine is a guy called mutton uh 1277 how check this out polar eighth I'm place i'm so embarrassed for that luke luke burridge i'm so embarrassed 1283 don't messages. you have anything better to polar, do this is over eight years now eight years so if you work it out it's i could actually work out how many i've i've done that this is get get up a calculator here okay <sighs> program uh, where is it cal uh where is it calcul Calculator, Rechner. Okay, so here we go. So 1,277 divided by about eight years, divided by 12 months, divided by four weeks, divided by seven days, equals around about 0.4 messages posted to Red.Juggling every every day. day Every two days for eight years, one message. Yeah, but check this out. Do you know how many messages (laughs) I got from you? Via in email. Three years. In okay. three years. But Paul, I can talk I think to you. I can count it on two hands. Paul, I can talk to you face to face. All these hundreds of people on Red Dot Juggling. You can talk to them on every convention. Yeah, but that's not the point. There's some of them I never meet. There's some people on there who I've talked to a lot and yeah, I've never they met are them. All fictitious. <laughs> They're not all fictitious characters. They're not all one person typing all this. Anyway, let's move on. Number seven, Norby, 1,341. Andrew John Conway, although I know he'd done more. He's at number six. Jay Lynn, 1,521. The Void, Steve Void, uh, 1,665. Popstar Dave, who's a guy from Australia, 1,755. Alan Morgan, who was one of the original people who posted, even to the listserv, 1,855. And then number one, Little Paul, 5,097 posts. And that's not all because Little he also... Little po- I'm embarrassed for you as well. <laughs> no, Little Paul actually works. And one of his jobs in the university is keeping up to date with Newsnet. So he can actually sit there. He can never be denied access to Usenet because that's one of the things he, he controls at his university. So he sits there and types quite a lot of messages per day. But if you see that, the next oh the next other person is about two... How long is he joining it now? He was around since... He's been around for maybe 10, 15 years. I don't know, not 15 years because it's only been running 16 years. He probably 
probably joined in around about 95 or 96. Oh my god. So there you go, little Paul. But he's a good friend of the show because he donated us this mini displayer. That's actually little Paul who gave that to us. So that's great. Anyway, we would anyway. talk more about Rec. Juggling, but we all know Rec. Juggling because it's not history. It's still there. It's still current. The archive is still there for anyone to look through. Uh, so let's move on to, guess what we're up to now, Polly? The internet. The internet itself. It came along. It was Yay. what this before there was the internet, but now it's the internet. I know. <laughs> I actually put the internet. Yay! I've got three exclamation marks on my note after we're saying the internet. But this wasn't just the internet because all the nets joined together with the internet. This is now the World Wide Web. This is pages that you can click on a link and go to another page. It sounds so simple now, but back in ninety three and ninety four, this was new stuff. This was revolutionary, and uh, one of the first. Um, one of the first websites to be set up in 1994 was the Juggling Information Service. There might have been other websites around about then, but this was, as far as I can tell, the first big one online. And it was a place where all the links were kept to other websites and other jugglers online and all of the performers' websites and any information about upcoming festivals. It was all put on one page. But then, of course, it was split up into two pages, more pages and things like this. But having more than one page on a website, mm, very strange right then, you know, that was cutting-edge stuff. And, <laughs> well... <laughs> I just woke myself up again. Okay, no, this is good stuff. <laughs> um, so, of course, links. This sounds so common now. It sounds like oh, there's a website with links to websites about magazines and stuff. It sounds like yeah, of course. But back in 1994, this was this was amazing. This was and all that kind of stuff, all in Maybe one thing. Maybe I woke up the other people. Yeah, as well. who were listening to. <laughs> Anyway, let me just say it was created by a guy called Barry Bacalor, and he developed the programming and the widgets and the interactive map of the world. Anyway, I first visited this website in about 1996, about two years after it was set up, uh, when I went to college for the first time. And it was amazing. And I was actually telling you about this before because there was so much stuff on there, so many files and pictures and things like that as well. That What I did, I downloaded everything that I could from the website, loads of help files, lots of archives, lots of interviews, stories, pictures, everything that I possibly could, printed it all out and kept it in a file and I actually well, found sweet. that file. Well, I didn't really realise at the time that the point was that the internet will always be there because I only had... Cause and at you can college, have, like, files on the computer college, there was save them. For a thousand people, there was four computers that you could get to onto the internet with and you could only spend an hour there. So what I'd do is download all the files that I could, save them onto floppy disk, go to another computer and print them all out because printing was free. Um, oh, okay. I at, see. At, at, on at college and stuff, because you could just print out as really? much. As, yeah, it was it was great. And then I would take it all home wow. and read it when I, I got home. And I actually found this file, actually two ring binders, massive ring binders in my parents' attic when I went back in September to get all my passports sorted out and stuff had, like that. You should have it right now. I should have it right now. But that is that is it was amazing. History, history. Yeah, but that was. I mean, it's but it's still all online. That's the great thing about the juggling information <laughs> service. It's all still there. Yeah, just just check it out. And uh, but there there was other things that were hosted on there not just all these um uh, help files and things like that it had uh, the the JIS con which is the juggling information service committee on numbers juggling so it was a records page which again isn't very it, none of these links are actually easy to get to from the front page of juggling.org which was the juggling information service it still is the juggling information website um but if you type in forward slash records you get to the records page type in um hall 
or fame, I can't remember which one it is, and you get to the Hall of Fame, loads of information on, on um, historical jugglers and older older time jugglers. I really do recommend you get onto that kind of stuff. There's the Juggling World magazine, which was the International Jugglers Association magazine. Type in forward slash JW and you get the jubble, jugglers, jubblers? jubbly, lovely jubbly world archive. And also the, the Jugglers Bulletin. And the Jugglers Bulletin was a magazine that was put out in the 1940s and 50s. And it's all archived, or a lot of it's archived there at the Juggling Information Service. So type in juggling.org forward slash JB. Well, that was, uh, what was it, 26 years ago or something, wasn't it? So, so 1980. So, yeah, this was, the, this was the first juggling magazine um, called the Jugglers Bulletin. Uh, there's some great interviews and juggling in the media. This was one I liked, which was it had a list of, and still does have a list of all of the movies produced where you can see juggling in a video or in a movie and it's actually mirror quite mask yeah well that's a that's about a juggler there's not many jugg- uh, movies about jugglers as the main characters but anyway this was just lots of stuff but that's a recent film and uh, i'll get into that in a second uh, so lots of great stuff um that you can find there again very difficult to get to all of it from the front page because a lot of the links are hidden about three or four links in and some of them i can never actually get to you just got to know the address to get there and um, also it had a, a, an archive of rec.juggling which meant people kept going back there if they're traveling and they needed to get connected or look at the messages of Juggling. That's what I did, first of all. The thing is, I could never find out a way to post to Juggling, so I never joined in when I first went online. And also, when I looked there, mainly it was people talking about Michael Motion and Dick Franco posting, um, and people complaining about How Dick Franco. How can someone call his son Dick? Dick Richard. It's in English, Richard is shortened to Dick, and I have no idea why. <laughs> Anyway, lots of people have talked about Dick Franco's name in exactly that way. Dick by name, Dick by nature. But I'm not going to go there. Um, so, you just did. So, yeah, it's only actually when I went to university in 1999, I think, that I actually first started getting into Red Dot Juggling. Anyway, what happened to the JIS? Why isn't it still the most popular site? The thing is, Barry Bacalor, he was involved in the what they call the first, uh, or the dot-com bubble, which is up until about 1990, 2000, when everyone was plowing load, like millions and millions and millions of dollars into it. And that's when he made his millions off the back of the work that he did on the juggling information service because what he did he programmed this little map this little map of the world and when you clicked on the map it came up with the the the, the links to places around you it's very very clever back back in 1995 this was really clever stuff and uh, he he made his millions on that and then stopped updating the juggling information service the thing is that he didn't only stop updating it, he didn't let anybody else update it. And then not only did he didn't let anybody else update it, he didn't remove the out-of-date information that was on there. So there's still, even to this day, loads of -of out-of-date information on there. So if I was looking for, say, a juggling club in, um, say, York, I could type in the information, juggling clubs in York, and it would come up with lots of information that hasn't been updated since about 1998, when the JIS, the Juggling Information Service, stopped being updated. What? Oh yeah, that's uh, some of our own. Uh, Cotton. Yeah, we Polo and I were trying to find a juggling club in just outside of um, Zurich, and it was in a place called Dietikon, and we found it on the map, and we realised that there's one place called Dietikon and one place called Dietlikon with one difference, and that was an L in the name. So we turned up in the wrong town, didn't we, at the wrong time? Yeah, and we couldn't find the. How was it? Poststrasse? I don't know. We couldn't find anything at all. And it was annoying. Anyway, but just imagine that. But for every single record that you find online, all of them are completely out of date. There are a few things that have been kept up to date. The records, uh, the the JIS con, the records internet, uh, the the 
Juggling Information Service Committee on Numbers Juggling. That still updates the world records. Um, updating in May this year that I just set, looked at. The clubs, I think the clubs updated for a few years. The festivals kept going for a long time. And the rec.juggling archive, even after 1998, um, that was it. But pretty much the last update in the recent changes was in December 1998. So pretty much since then, the GIS has just become stagnant. But... The thing is, there's still all of that fantastic information on there, all of the help files, loads and loads of stuff. So I really do suggest people go on there, have a look what they've missed all these years. If you've just started going online in the, in the juggling world recently, get onto juggling.org and really get through a lot of that stuff because it was a big inspiration for me when I first started getting juggling more seriously when I was about 16, 17, when I went to um, college. Anyway, so Barry Bacalor is still, and he's still sitting there as well. But uh, again, I think he left all that information up there because this little globe widget, this map widget that you click on, it needed he needed a demonstration to keep selling it to other companies or something like that. And so he left it all on there, and the data that all that would date data was uh, was sitting there ready to go. So in about 2001, actually, when I looked through the archives, the uh, the rec.juggling archives on the Juggling Information Service, the JIS, they actually stopped on. September the 11th, 2001, which is a date which is a big date in the world, I guess, these days, September the 11th of that year. Uh, and that's when the JIS archives dry up. And I'm not quite sure why, but that's about it. So roughly in like... That's really strange. It is really strange. I don't know why it's that date when the uh, the, the archives stopped at dating, but that's what I could find. But... Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty much the death of the in two thousand two thousand and one. That's when the JIS be- stopped being the the main focus of juggling on the internet, and the reason other stuff uh, sort of took over. Well, I'll get onto that in a minute. But let me just talk about some other websites that I used to go to online from around about nineteen ninety six to about two thousand and one, two thousand two thousand and one, maybe two thousand and two. Uh, one of them was called Smirk dot com, otherwise known as the Jim Show website. He's just a street performer in uh, I think. Canada or Boston or something like that, I can't remember exactly, and uh, he started up a discussion forum about street performing, and back then I was quite into street performing, I didn't do a lot of it, but it's something that I wanted to get to to know, and there was a place where street performers would discuss stuff, but not on Juggling. this was a web-based forum, one of the first ones I ever went on, and it's actually still still going but it's changed its name performers.net and there's still hundreds of people chat on there every day and uh, and there's a big archive of all things street performing so go to performers.net um, the roots go back a long long way with that website Boppo's website this is Bruce Timon he was one of the uh, one of the co-creators of SiteSwap and he had a website and guess what it had videos on it this was the first website I ever saw apart from the juggling information service which had a few historical videos that had wow. video clips Polar, you don't know how big this was. There was no such thing as juggling videos back then. They were called clips because none of them were more than about five or ten seconds long. Because if they were longer than that, they took about five hours to download, uh, or the frame rate was really crap. And what it was so the like the the bandwidth restriction, how long it took to download something was so such a big um, big thing that what Boppo did, he had it. He he was juggling there in the center of the frame. And what you do is clip the edges of the video off. So you only had to download the middle of the video screen, which is which is really, really strange. But there it was. And they were very small. But I saw things like like 11 ball flash, seven clubs, uh, lots of site swaps because that's what he did. And it was very, very inspiring. Um, another website, jasongarfield.com. He was actually one of the uh, uh, first jugglers to put uh, more than one video of himself online. Things like, uh, I made a note here, like six six balls in one hand, six club back crosses. Um, and also he was one of six the... Six balls in one hand? Yeah, throw six balls and catch six balls, a six ball flash in one hand. Is that impressive? Well, 
Yeah, quite. Yeah, I've done it too. I know, because okay. you've done 12 balls. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like a step along the way. Um, but I never thought about six balls in one hand. You've thought about 12 balls? Yeah, sure. Yeah? Well, there you go. Six balls in one hand. It is possible. There's a video of it online, Jason Garfield. I think there's a video on my old website as well of, of six balls in my one hand. Anyway, uh, he, Jason Garfield was actually, uh, uh, he was the headlining act at the first juggling convention I ever went to, Chockfest, back in 1998. There was a, a not a website, but another email list um, that was set up. I can't remember when it was set up, probably about 1999 or 2000, maybe 2001, I can't remember. A UK juggler set up by Minnie Mansell. And it's still going today. Lots of people discussing about the UK juggling scene via email. That's not a website, though. Um, AnthonyGatto.com. More pictures, lots of inspirational stuff. And I think, again, some clips on there of him juggling. But I can't remember exactly what it was uh, he had on there. I, th- I think there was a, like an 11 ring flash on there. And that was it for about two years. Uh, also, there was Jugglers Against Gravity. J-A-G. Jag or, or Bogleg.com. And this was um, the next numbers record database there was the jis con which was just the top records but he made a list of all the people in the world get this polar who'd flashed nine balls that they knew on the line and then another list of all the people who'd done 10 balls and then 11 balls and then the one person who'd done 12 balls at that point and that for me was a really big inspiration because i at that time like 97 98 99 i was thinking oh, i want to do some numbers 2000 or oh, was it 1999 2000 i think it's 2000 when i flashed nine balls for the first time 10 balls for the first time then i got like 12 catches four 14 catches with 10 balls and I there I was sort of number eight in the world once I got 11 balls I was number eight in the world of all the people who had been listed for numbers juggling big inspiration back then now of course you go online and all these kids are doing 12 balls within like no not 12 maybe 10 balls within 10 months or something that was that's what I've heard recently this guy I think Brian or something he said oh 10 months 10 balls and I'm like from it was 10 years 10 balls yeah. anyway so um uh, and other websites, of course, there was juggle.org, which is the International Jugglers Association website. I only found this because once when I typed in juggling.org for the juggling information service, I got the name wrong and typed in juggle.org. And that's how I found the International Jugglers Association. Um, and uh, and that was like Facebook, you know, because you talk to each other, but you did it with like paper and sending things in the post. Really weird kind of thing. But it's like a social network, but done through the mail. What does it have to do with the internet then? It doesn't, but that was sort of like a social networking site for jugglers before there was the internet. I would so like if we would have some kind of network like that, that yeah, you that's would write me letters and stuff yeah, via that, post. Yeah, I'll do it by Facebook. Or now email. I'll sign you up a Facebook Something. account. <laughs> but I'm talking to you right now. Uh, anyway, so other websites, what I do is actually just You're go onto the... You're talking at me. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking with you. You keep joining <laughs> yeah. in. You keep joining in. This yeah, is good. Yeah, true. Um, so other websites... Uh, don't worry, I'm, I'm most of the way through there now because we're getting up to the... Cu- yeah! M- woo, woo, woo. It's not a fish. I know wow, it's not but a that fish. thing is amazing. I know that means you're distorting the program. That means you're actually destroying I've the never microphone. Seen something yeah, like it that. It means you're destroying the microphone. Anyway, other Sorry, websites. Microphone. What I'd do, I'd get onto the the juggling information service and click on the links page, and there was just like a thousand links on there, and I'd go through one by one to try and find a good page about juggling, and there was nothing. It was all crap. Uh, there was nothing there at all. You went um, through a thousand links. No, I think I counted them once. I can't remember how I counted them, but there was something like 700 links on the on the juggling information service. And you went through them? I think I went through most of them. When? When I was at college. Oh. Like in... But back then, that was all the pages on the entire internet about juggling. Now, if you had to count them up, there's like millions of pages just about juggling. And, and you go on YouTube and there's loads of videos and all that kind of stuff. You can't get through it all. But back then, back in 97, now 98, you could... I know you could... why he doesn't have time to wash up. <laughs> 
<laughs> people start believing that he's coming soon. Anyway, let me talk about my website because uh, I started a website probably around about 1998, 99. I can't actually remember when it was uh, called Luke Burridge's Thing on the Net because I've always been a big believer in names that describe what it is you're taking part in. For example, go on, Polly, you can think about this. Mm, pancake? No, juggling podcast, a podcast about juggling. <laughs> Trickswithhats.org, a website about that tricks with hats. Pancake was good. Pancake, yeah. Pancake <laughs> is a cake in a pan. I like what you're talking there, but what I was talking about is actually <laughs> things that I've uh, named pancake. myself. I didn't have a hand in the naming of the word pancake, whereas Luke Burridge's thing on the net. Because I didn't like Luke Burridge's <laughs> website, LukeBurridge.com, didn't like any of that. Anyway, so at first it was on geocities.com, and if I remember it right, it was geocities forward slash AGN forward slash 4646 or something like that. But then I went to Angel Fire, which is angelfire.com forward slash MB forward slash Luke Burridge. They, nobody actually just could afford like a proper domain name. Domain name. Well, you could, but they were um, tricky to get and not that worth it really back then. Uh, then I got LukeBurridge.co.uk. Then I got LukeBurridge's.thingonthe.net, which I thought was a clever little website name, but nobody could remember it. Now I've got LukeBurridge.com. And actually, the thing on the net's not <laughs> running at all anymore. <laughs> no, because I deleted it now. So this, No, the archive is still there. Type in oh, LukeBurridge.com okay. forward slash archive. You can get the archive of Luke Burridge's dum 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 thing on the net. But it was in its prime. The time when most people went along there was between about 2000, 2003. And uh, the idea was that I was going to make a website exactly how I would like a website because the things I enjoyed looking at. So it was reading reviews, looking at pictures, pictures of jugglers, pictures of conventions. I really like conventions. Um, looking at clips, you know, video clips and uh, reading funny stories and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I made. I just put loads and loads of stuff in there. I've put quite a lot of time and effort into it. And it did become one of the most popular websites on the internet at the time because there wasn't a lot out there at the time. Interesting stuff with a lot of content. Um, so, of course, there was performer websites where you could look at some videos and stuff, but I actually had a lot of content, a lot of articles, stories, and all that kind of stuff. One of my favorite things was the parody website. So I'd get a well-known website, like the Juggling Information Service, and I'd make a, a fake website entrance into my website. So when you typed in lukeburridge.co.uk, you wouldn't go through to my website. You'd go through to a page which looked exactly like the Juggling Information Service, but was called the Knife Juggling Information Service. And it had, instead of people throwing clubs at each other, one person throwing knives at the other person and sticking them into the body. And it wasn't run by Barry Bacalor. It was run by Harry Hack Galore or something like that. Just really crap things. So and you I, were, again, really bored and had No, this time. this was my creative... I'm an artist, Polar. This is what I do. And this was a way of connecting with an, I like a, a the larger... I one. The what? Instead of Google. Google, yeah. I put, instead of Google, there was Juggle. There was another one which was the Naked Jugglers Association, not the International Jugglers Association, the Naked Jugglers Association. And, um, but Jason Garfield actually complained about that because he was one of the featured jugglers in he the... He was naked. In, well, he wasn't naked, but it was a, um, it, there was a, a fictitious magazine called Naked Juggler or something like that for the Juggler magazine for the International uh, Jugglers Association. And the thing is, because Jason Garfield's name was on that and because it was so popular... Even in the in the month that it was actually the front page of my website, and then it was archived in my in my website from then on, it became the second hit on Yahoo and Google. So if you typed in Jason Garfield, it came up his website, jasongarfield.com, and the next <laughs> one was the Naked Jugglers Association with him featured prominently on there. Not any picture of him, but just him mentioned on there. I can and, understand that. And so he that said he had a problem. Of with course, this. I can understand that too. I just thought it was very funny, but it, it is of true. Of course, it's funny. If, but if the first thing that came up, it is very helpful for your job. 
I know, because if the first thing that came up about me was Naked Jugglers Association, I wouldn't book me for a gig either. So I did actually take a little mention of him off of that uh, off of that page. So uh, I think there's maybe still a, a page in an image or something somewhere, but his name in an image, but not anything that Google could get hold of. Uh, what else was on there? Lots of videos, because um, I put lots of videos on there, including videos of Anthony Gatto that I videoed without permission and put up there. But he was practicing in public, and I'm not going to apologize for it. And in the end, I was getting about 400 video downloads per day, which, again, doesn't sound like a lot now now because stop doing that with a microphone it doesn't sound like hold a, it anymore. <laughs> it, 400 downloads a day doesn't sound that much these days but back then that would have crashed any website i think it still is a lot yeah but i had at the time probably i had about maybe 70 different videos on there so it only took one person downloading okay. all of them you know or a few people downloading all of them but what i found out is that if i join up to yahoo groups which is like an email system there was a file sharing system on there you could put some files on it didn't matter how many times they were downloaded it kept on serving them so in the end I had about four or five of these email lists with these publicly accessible videos and that was the way I got around it and didn't actually have to pay a single penny for any of my website hosting um, or video hosting so uh, it lasted until about 2003 and then I made a little animation can you remember the little animation part I must have shown you it with I juggle on on the picture and then I throw the ball off and I walk off and as I walk off screen I become a stick figure yeah, and I, I picked so. that up. Anyway, that became the big viral juggling thing for me. And it went around the internet 15 times and came back to me 20 times. And uh, everyone in the world and his brother and his dog downloaded that video and it crashed my website. And I could never get access back into my website again <laughs> properly. So that's how my website, the thing on the net, came to an end was that it was actually... Oh, really? It, yeah, I didn't know it, that. It was, I think they called this a denial of service attack, but it wasn't a deliberate denial of service attack. It just crashed my website. And that was it. But it was running out anyway and I, I was doing more stuff then. I was... Uh, um, not getting sick of it, but I was just moving on, doing other things, getting much more into performing, juggling live, rather than doing stuff on the internet. But the good thing is, is that the internet made me uh, a famous juggler throughout the world. And you may think, mm, Luke Burridge, famous juggler, but it's true, because people would go, people who are new jugglers and who talk to in the UK, they would go to places like New Zealand and South America and, uh, and South Africa and Taiwan and all these places that you just never really connected at all to the rest of the juggling world and they would say uh, you know they'd introduce themselves and maybe they'd mention me and the local jugglers in these places would say things like wow you know luke burridge and And i can remember one person saying they were in south africa and they asked who are the big jugglers that you know and you know talk about here who are the big names here in south africa and they said well you know like anthony gatto and luke burridge and things like that (laughs) so there i was on the list of people famous in the world just via the internet among you know hobby jugglers around the world luke burridge purely through my website because uh it got a lot of uh, exposure online and it was one of the most interesting places and even now i still get like dozens of people every year and most festivals I go to if I meet someone for the first time normally I'm either known through performing at conventions or through my website back when people start to juggle and that was actually one of the emails that I had here um who I had it it was a good email what was it from oh Joe Okay, he he won the competition as well. He says, I remember that over the pill story. That was the story that we I read it on the podcast a few weeks ago. He says, uh, the story, I, I read that soon after I got into juggling, at the time when your thing on the net was among the very few repositories of quality juggling content on the net. Years later, and you're once again pioneering in a new medium, podcasting. Big respect, which is a, a nice uh, Hey, say email. the compliment to me as well. Oh, oh, about what? my language. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Also cool to hear Polar achieve such mastery of the English language. I think she described the podcast as live and lively, impressive use of language for a non-native speaker. Not bad, huh? huh? Yeah, and today you said the word pancake. <laughs> <laughs> what 
do you mean by that? I'm not entirely sure. Anyway. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a an fish and a half. Idiot. Um, so, idiot. yeah, that was good. Oh, also, about 10% of all the people who looked at my website and downloaded videos, this is because I could see by the statistics, were from Japan. So, actually, 10% of all the people who visited my website, Japanese. And You should get them to look at my website because wow, they yeah. have money and they are interested in art. Japanese jugglers have got money and are interested no, in no, art. No, no, Japanese people. That, so you're identifying friends. the entire country with a group of jugglers. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, so by following the Sorry. links from these websites, who was linking to me in Japan, I actually found the websites called Juggling Donuts and Deep Juggling Project um, with some fantastic videos on there. And this is really weird, surfing around a Japanese website by hovering over the links and seeing what they come up in the status bar and clicking on them and finding videos of J Japanese jugglers and then trying to sort of release them and get them popular around the world. So yeah, like I say, if you want to look at the old juggling uh, Luke Burgess thing on the net and the website called Nineball Flash, go to lukeburge.com forward slash archive and, uh, and go for it. Oh yeah, the Japanese jugglers, I just made a note here. I met some of them at the EJC and I was talking about the juggling donuts and I wanted the juggling donuts t-shirt and I talked about deep juggling and they were like, how, how do you know this site? Uh, <laughs> my worst Japanese accent. There. No, but how I noticed know it. <laughs> oh, you actually noticed that it was a Japanese <laughs> accent. I need to get Matt Hall on here that sometime. That is sweet. Uh, Can anyway. you talk to me tonight like that? <laughs> I think the name must be Poa. Poa. Hi, Poa. Um, oh, oh, oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let me talk about the internet <laughs> juggling. That's uh, right. Cough away from the microphone because we've been going on. This is the last thing I really want to talk about in depth. Oh, is the in, is the internet juggling? <laughs> shut up! <laughs> is the internet juggling database? And um, because the JIS, the Juggling Information Service, dying a death around about two thousand, two thousand and one. So Colin E. Calvin Eberhardt, who is a, a, another juggler from the UK, he decided to make a new website internet portal from scratch. Well, we're not quite from scratch because there was a few different databases floating around. A guy called um, uh, Mini, of course, he was running a, a juggling clubs database on his website. Um, there was the JIS was still running the events database, all festivals and conventions. Taron was running that. Um, I was writing lots of articles and lots of writing. Links um, was run by Orin. Uh, Orinoco, John, a guy from, from the UK as well, he had lots of links on his website. And Scott Seltzer from Israel, who we met this year, remember yeah. him? He had lots of, he had a whole um, database of videos that you could download online. And back in 2001, like I say, not many videos there. So what Colin did was get together all these different areas and put them into one website. Now, of course, all these other guys are like people who can run computers. Mini, not so much, because his list was just a big list. Um, but all of them were databases, and he put them together and made a front end, and they could access all these databases from one place, in the same place, at the same time, these four or five different databases. Um, I was mainly there just to come up with ideas and write content, because the idea was I would write some articles for it and try and attract people to the website and things. And I guess it worked as well. I also wrote a juggling uh, frequently asked questions uh, because one hadn't been written before about juggling in particular and also one of the first articles that I wrote for this uh, for the website was an interview with myself so I actually interviewed myself in like a comedy thing and it was actually quite fun as well I think I so read that Did you? Was it in a hotel room? It I think it was in a hotel room. When yeah. did you read that? <laughs> 3 years ago or so. Oh, right. Okay. About the time before we got together. You're going to tell me to edit that out now, aren't you? Uh, no. Okay. You will. <laughs> okay. No joke. Okay. I'll check. Okay, you can check that one. Wow, you're going to listen to this. Wow. 
<laughs> okay, so over the years, uh, more things have been ed- I'm added. I'm not joking about yes, that. Yes, okay, okay. No, I understand that. Please, stop. I'm going to go in there. Over the years, lots more stuff has been added to the uh, to the juggling information service. No, not the juggling information service. The um, internet juggling database. Don't get those two mixed up. Uh, one was a, a way to read rec.juggling, so an archive there, and that was started July 2001. Oh, no, wait a second. I just want to say that, yeah, <laughs> May 2001 was when Juggling DB was first purchased. <laughs> June the 1st, 2001, when it first went live and actually yeah i made a post direct dot juggling talking about it it was a quite a long okay deliberate i'm post. glad we changed that what i just went back to it so it was june the first uh, was yeah, when yeah, it yeah. first went live. Oh, I was we just all heard it. okay. I was just making sure that. And then July, rec dot juggling was accessible. Then Juggle Wiki, which is the worldwide wiki, not a worldwide wiki, but a wiki wiki thing about juggling. Two thousand and one August. Uh, then wiki, you could wiki, search wiki. the databases. Two thousand and one, and then you could search the rec dot juggling archives. Also in two thousand and one, which is great. So you could actually look through that. Vendors shopping online. Two thousand and one October, November two thousand and one. There was a members section. To rec- uh, to the internet juggling database, and then you could post through the the IJDB to rec juggling. Guess who made the first post via that? I guess you. It was me actually, and I did it without asking Colin's permission because I found it there because I had sort of like a um, uh, editor's access in there as well. And then there was a site swap animator, so if you any, ever see any number on this website, you can click on it and you can see it animate. It's really clever. Um, and then there was a globe like the one before, and then it went multilingual in May two thousand and two. So now you can look at this website in twelve different languages. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah! And then I added lots of um, help files. And because, I just want to say this, you remember how I was saying I printed out loads of help files? I wanted to do the same thing with the Internet Juggling Database. And uh, and so I, I did it. I wrote lots of articles, collected loads of articles, lots by Steve Ruggetts as well, combined them into lots of stuff. It later became the, the compendium. So if you look on that, that website now, you can find out lots of stuff there too. Good. Yawn into the Sorry. microphone. That's good. And um, and that's pretty much about it. Oh, yeah. Shopping. Oh. There was a shopping site that added in earlier this year, but I'm not sure how much it is. But that's not history anymore because that's the current story. So... Um, just one or two more recent developments on the online world in forums the Diablo forum November 2004 that was really great lots of discussion still goes on there about Diablos if you're taking up Diablo interested at all get on to Diablo.ca and there's a Diablo convention yeah this there is there's lots of Diablo me- I know there's lots of um, meetings for Diablo these days uh, then there was the Zuko forum which I don't really know much about I never went onto it but apparently about 8 people went on there when he set it up in about 2004-2005 about 8 people joined and then it died it was going to be the big rival to Rec.Juggling and Zuko the guy who was running it he promoted it on Juggling so much it was so much yeah everyone's going to come across this forum it's going to be fantastic it's going to be great it's going to be great and it died and it was quite funny to see that happen and then there was the Gatto Forum, March uh-huh. 2005, Anthony Gatto's forum. Again, not really history because that's still ongoing. The WJF Forum in October 2006, just last year. Um, so, yeah, that's been going along. Uh, blogs. Not many juggling blogs. One of the only ones that has been updated regularly over a long time is Jay Gilligan's website, um, buildingweight.com. So I do recommend getting onto uh, his website, Jay Gilligan's, and, and reading all his interesting stuff. Lots of great things on there. There was the Jog, the juggling blog, um, which was good to begin with. I think it slowly died. I don't think it's around anymore. Also, I tried to keep up with some personal blogs from jugglers, but nobody ever kept them up for for more than a few months and I even tried blogging back in 2002 I think it was and I didn't keep it up for more than a few months and then this year my big New Year's resolution or one of my New Year's resolutions this year was to keep a juggling blog and I got about a few months in and stopped as well and now that's been deleted so uh, I, I'm not good in that 
direction. Uh, but podcast has been what I've been concentrating on this it's year. It's some kind of block, isn't it? It, it? Well, it's not. It's very, very different because the whole point is that you don't sit there looking at your computer screen. It doesn't take up any of your computer time to I access it. I do look at your computer screen. When we record it, but you don't listen to any podcast, do you? No. Exactly. So anyway, but podcast. I... No, no, you shouldn't. I mean, this one will do you. You get podcast fix recording this each week. I think you get enough. No, actually, I'd say that, but I actually want more juggling podcasts. So if anyone's listening to this and wants to start up their own juggling podcast, do it. Because otherwise, there's the extreme juggling podcast, which is fantastic. It's the it's the comedy um, piss take um, podcast of jugglers on <laughs> juggling, which is the um, juggling podcast for the casual juggler by uh, Reese's Twenty One Fifty, I think his name is. Anyway, the extreme juggling podcast takes the piss out of jugglers on juggling, but really, really well, very, very clever. Um, and even if you even if you don't listen to the jugglers on juggling, which is it's actually quite hard work to get through them. Um, still, still, yeah. Some um, the latest one, video podcast. Yeah, so you don't take it on your. I can't use it on my iPod. I've got to watch it online. And I actually like MP3 files to download. If not an MP3 file, maybe an audio file. But this wasn't even a downloadable file. It was on YouTube. So it was a podcast that you have to sit and watch YouTube to 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 do. So I haven't seen it, and haven't listened to it. And uh, generally, I don't listen to more so than five tell minutes us of each of them. did and tell us. Yeah, what no, it was actually, about. I've I've heard bad things about it, consistent bad things about this. But anyway, but the the extreme juggling podcast. Actually, I think I might start including them in this podcast feed so people can download them automatically. Um, I think that might. I'll have to ask their permission, see if they want to do that. Just include their podcasts Why? in this people feed. Can no, because they don't have a podcast feed. You can't get them on iTunes. Oh, okay. so that's what I'm saying. I thought if, that's not. I mean, people can do what they want. Yeah, but if I just put it on this, if okay. I put it on my feed, it can be downloaded oh, so off my you feed. Can, oh, now you're not even just working. I'm, for it's oh, going to be a juggling. Other pe- wow, no, no, they're working for new. me. They're working for me. It's going to become a juggling podcast network. No, anyway, what I'm saying is that I want more podcasts In about juggling because I like listening to juggling podcasts. But I'm getting a bit sick of listening back to me when I edit me and Polar and stuff because I've just said it all. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to do that, uh, more things, videos. Finally, video sites like YouTube sort of killed off the IJDB video database because it's impossible now to keep track of all the juggling videos online because there's 20 more uploaded each day and there's no way that everyone can keep up with it all. Of course, there is things like Juggle TV and JuggleTube.net, which are like YouTube but specifically for juggling, which is good because you can always find good stuff on there. But what I really would like is more websites like ministryofmanipulation.com.org type in Ministry of Manipulation and it comes up with a blog site which is a video blog and I really, 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 really like video blogs. It's one person or this is four people. They find videos that they like and they put them on there and I can look at them and generally I like the videos that are on there. So if more people have video blogs, it doesn't matter if you have the same videos as other people. I can just not look at the ones I've already looked at. But uh, that's what I want when it comes to video blogging and video choosing and videos online. Yeah. So uh, please do that. And I think that's pretty much it because we're caught up because this story is not history anymore. It's just today. So we finally come to the end of juggling on the Internet. Um, if you've got any comments about this, any questions, any anything that you'd like to say, any emails, please just send them in because um, we, we love emails about all this kind of stuff. <coughs> Don't we, Polar? 
Yeah. And uh, also vote for vote. No, I was going to say vote for us on the uh, top 40 jugglers, the, the juggling survey on rec. Juggling, because uh, you're, you're meant to be listing your top 10 jugglers of the year. And I was going to say vote for us. That's embarrassing to say vote for us. But yeah, that was a mistake. I didn't mean to say vote for us. I meant vote. But you thought it. I did think it because Polar now has two votes. And I'm so proud. You can't believe it. Polar's got two votes. I was so excited when Luke told me about my first vote. I know. It was so good. So if you're listening to this and we've added something to your lives and you think either Polar or I but don't mainly, advertise but for no, us I'm just saying I'm just saying that if you want to if you want to make <laughs> Polar's day really really special if you want to vote for Polar online you, uh, you are embarrassing this hey I'm, I can discount these votes it doesn't matter because I'm running the in the survey if I wanted to make you win I could make you win because it's the results are going to be released on the pod, on this podcast in a few weeks time anyway so it doesn't yeah, matter but that's, that's not what it's about I know it's not about that but it's not it's about, about anything truth it's not about anything world peace it's a stupid popularity contest that I've run for the past few years it really doesn't mean anything at all yeah really but it doesn't means Wes is going to win anyway people. Wes is going to win anyway I reckon so uh, I hope so I think so I mean I don't I haven't counted up any of the votes yet but uh, I reckon Wes will win so go on there go keep it Wes. in send go us in Wes. your send us in your audacity fish I mean we're not maybe not entirely I serious I have another interview with Wes to see how he's doing at the new school okay that's great so you didn't listen to the podcast last week <laughs> Should I? Well done. Um, <laughs> keep sending your fish. We'll do, we'll do a great. We'll do a really good competition <laughs> with the fish, the audacity fish. See if you can make with your body a a fish shape thing. Work it out anyway. Just look in audacity or any other um, recording program, and you can do it. So, uh, also one final thing in the Stop future. It. No, no, no. I'm just remembered. One final thing in the future. Uh, in the next few weeks, we will be doing a show about Renegade because we want to talk about Renegade shows and the history of Renegade shows and some of our favourite experiences. And we also want your best experiences of Renegade and your worst experience of Renegade. And so the funniest, uh, the funniest thing. Just, just send in experience. Just send in some Renegade experiences. Send them in by email or if you're recording an MP three fish just send it as an mp3 file we'll put it straight in the in the fish. podcast yeah so uh and also at the end of your renegade story make a fish for us because we'd really like that anyway let's see if we do actually get any kind of mp3 file at all renegade stories send i them hope in. so please please my name's been luke burridge and this has been polar brandlet and goodbye from me and me Not the best outro, was it? No. Only one hour, 18 minutes we've been recording. <laughs> Not we. I know. I had to listen to you for one hour and 18 <laughs> minutes. It wasn't. There was 10 minutes at the beginning, which is all going cut out anyway. Hey, let's still stop this crap. Good night. No, it's my arm. I just realised I've been holding this microphone in the same position because the cable's broken. I can't open my hand. <laughs> Can you open? See the microphone cable? It just opened my hand. Ow! <laughs> no, really, my hand's not working. Oh, I'm going to go juggle now and I'm not going to be able to catch anything. Wow. <coughs> Thank you.